So you are what you are in this world. That's either one or two things. Either you're somebody, or you're nobody. A lot of this is behind the scenes or under the hood. It's time to just look under the hood. No stone should be unturned. I don't even know what that means. Look under I got an engine underneath my hood. Most important thing in business is honesty. Integrity, hard work. Family. Never forgetting where we came from. Hey, pop the hood. Pop the hood? Pop the hood. Welcome to the Under the Hood broadcast with Jonathan Hood. Welcome to the Under the Hood podcast with me, Jonathan Hood. We're brought to you by ID Plus Marketing Solutions. Advertising, specialties, embroidery, silk screening, and more. Call Fred at 219-677-5800 or go to the website idplus.biz, idplus.biz. If we don't have it, you don't need it. That's what Fred says. Find out if you need stuff for apparel and bags and drinkware and trade show events and office and awards and fun and a whole bunch of other things that you might need. Check it out, idplusmarketingsolutions.com. They support us. We want you to support them. Our guest is the vice president of the National Wrestling Alliance, Dave Lagana. Longtime guest on this program. They had a great show, the Crockett Cup, that took place in Concord, North Carolina. The National Wrestling Alliance is the oldest brand of wrestling for many, many years. And they are viable. They're online where you can find them and find them on Twitter at NWA. They do a terrific job of bringing back what we want as wrestling fans, professional wrestling, and great storytelling. We talked to Dave about the Crockett Cup. We talked about the Rock and Roll Express. Ricky Morton was actually in the ring, which was awesome. Also, we talked about what's next for the National Wrestling Alliance. So our guest today, Dave Lagana, Vice President of the National Wrestling Alliance. We talk wrestling with him on the Under the Hood podcast. For those that are not aware, the Crockett Cup took place this past Saturday. Uh, it's still on the Fight app, F-I-T-E Fight app. You can be able to not only download it and watch it, but you, it'll be yours forever. Uh, and I had a great time watching the Crockett Cup as an NWA fan. The vice president of the National Wrestling Alliance is Dave Lagana. He's with me on ESPN 1000 and the Under the Hood podcast. Dave, Jonathan Hood, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Dave, it was so Saturday was just so great. Um <laughs> As a as an NWA fan, as you well know, and as just as a wrestling fan, I just really enjoyed the event. What are what are your memories of the preparation for the Crockett Cup in uh, North Carolina? Well, obviously, we invented a time machine as a way to bring everyone back to uh, <laughs> 1986. Uh, it's you know, I started to kind of let people know the week of what the event was going to feel like, and um, you know, it was it was it was really sort of the vision of what we wanted to do, and. You know, I don't consider us a nostalgia promotion at all. Like, this is, as, as somebody that worked on uh, the revival of ECW, um, I am woefully aware of how that went and wanted to create a product with Billy that was respectful of the past. Like, if you walked into that room, it could have been 1986. Now, granted, there was an LED board, which uh, I worked very hard to not have. And I think I, I, I sent this as a tweet. Originally... We wanted the bracket board to be like the Karate Kid bracket board uh, was the inspiration. And then I was told what the price of that was, and uh, modern technology overtook <laughs> the wow. bracket board. on the mm -hmm. So uh, it was going to be 35 to 50 grand to make the bracket board how I wanted. And, uh, um, yeah, so that, that, was, that was why we went with technology. 
but no, I, I love I, I love the show so much, and you know we're kind of blown away by the audience feedback and positivity coming off of it because, you know it it wasn't the five star six star classic wrestling show, but it you know for anyone that was able to watch it from beginning to end, it was a it was a high quality product that they enjoyed and gave them something completely different than that's in the marketplace. I enjoyed it, but then again, I'm an NWA fan, so of course I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, I, but but I, I let me get a little inside baseball with you because as someone sure. that's in the in the business, I, I do want to ask you about uh, the mat, the NWA logo, and the open slash the graphics because the graphics, if I remember, going think about my VHS tapes, um, that it had an '87, '88 type feel where. It wasn't the rainbow colors of Mid-Atlantic when they started to kind of experimenting like, oh, this is color now. So we can have like every other word be a different color. This was more along the lines of like, I think, 87, 88 ish with the graphics. What what was um, the, the thought process of putting all that together? So after we left uh, the NWA 70s show, we were, were happy, but. You know, we, we obviously felt our production needed to upgrade and we needed to get a vibe. And we felt like we missed the mark a little bit. So when we decided to do Crockett Cup and, you know, we spoke to Ring of Honor about being our partner on the show. Obviously, they produce live streaming shows two to three a week, three weekends a month. And they have a great infrastructure, but they have a way that they do their shows. And their show is very slick. You know, they have motion graphics and all that stuff. So when we met with Mark Davis and uh, Greg Gilland and, and Joe Kopp and their team and said, this is what we want to do. We want to go as, uh, we use the term lo-fi, but we want to go as retro as possible. You know, they, they got really excited. You know, it was their idea to do the Rocky banners. I wanted to do the Karate Kid banner. So we all kind of came together and graphically we challenged their graphics team. Okay, limit yourself. No motion graphics. You know, what, what if it looked like 1986? And that was everything, even down to the barricade. You know what I mean? Because Ring of Honor always has those uh, other barricades. So we got plain barricades and all that stuff. It uh, it was really just a fun experience. That's where we started. And, you know, there was some tweaking going on. But, like, it, well, there wasn't a lot. Once we got sort of the first pass, we're like, yeah, you know, just, just make sure this is done or that's done. But it was, a, it was, a, it was an easy sign-off because we decided, uh, we decided to really just go for it with this one. I just thought that was great. I enjoyed it. And, and by the way, the graphics were not so so garish and obtuse where it's like, oh, my God. It, cause, because to me, yes, it did remind me of that day, but it wasn't so outdated that it was a turnoff. Does that, that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It was a simple approach of what we wanted. And I, I would think, I mean, the lower thirds, I think you probably wouldn't even have noticed. Uh, but, you know, the full screen graphics obviously had a strong treatment to them, almost had like a video game, like a Super NES video game feel to it. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think people I think to get people's attention nowadays, like like I always say, those those dreadful independent wrestling posters where there's 100 faces like you need to do something to get people's attention and keep it. And I think that's what led to a sort of an overall uh, product upgrade for us as far as what everyone did. So, um but yeah, I just it was really I'm really happy with it all, and you know, Billy and I, we've, we've talked more this week probably than in any a, a couple of weeks just to to really use this momentum to move forward. So, Dave Lagana is the vice president of the National Wrestling Alliance with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and ESPN app here in Chicago. Uh, Aldis and Squirrel as the main event. Love this match. What did you think of the ebb and flow of the match? I thought they had. Um, 
I thought they had an old school, and even Jim Ross said it at the Cauliflower Alley last night, they had an old school wrestling match. Mm-hmm. And even down to the, to the Tommy Young bit, which, you know, Jim Cornette brought Tommy Young to us um, as part of as part of this uh, package and said, hey, just give Tommy a chance. And we said, Tommy, why don't you do, do you in this introduction? And even that felt old school and cool. I, I think uh, Nick and Marty had an amazing match, and I think that could have been on any show in the last, in any promotion and been a really top flight main event match. I think it proved for both of them and both had a chip on their shoulder and something to prove, you know, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of oxygen going in a lot of different places, but for the 27 to 35 minutes that they were in front of them, that nobody could touch them in that moment. And it was, and, and it's why we went ahead with during the show to show all of these packages. So you knew that what this story was and these friendship, and it was, as real as it gets as far as storytelling. And I think that's where we really shine with our product. Here's something that I I haven't asked you in the past. And I'll I'll ask you now because I I want to know, is it easier or more detailed for wrestlers to be able to slow down and tell a story uh, as far as their interviewers are concerned versus a two minute promo or a 10 minute in ring promo? I'll, I'll relate it to Hogan coming to the NWO where the stories are Bischoff and, and Nash and Hall were just like, hey, you don't have to give me the, let me tell you something, brother. You can, We are doing this differently. It was hard for Hogan to adjust. It was hard for Savage to be able to ratchet it down to like a three or four when he's always at a 10. How, how, how difficult or how easy is that to be able to let talent know that we just want you to be able to tell a story versus telling you, you know, being, I guess, uh, over the top? The, the real thing is trust, and, and honestly, Nick and Tim Storm set that trust level um, because when I, when, we, when I sit down, I, I mean, I do prep, but I don't, I don't sort of prep like you would for sort of a documentary interview. I, I don't have like 100 questions, and I go on the vibe of the conversation and the story that we hope to tell, and it is an ever-evolving thing. So Marty was – the, the interview with Marty that I think ended up – we used some of it for the ROH Pinnacle series. Like I just sit down and I and I think, okay, what are the what's the stories we want to tell? So like, and and none of it's scripted. You know, we may talk in advance of what we're looking to do, but everyone knows the story. And so it's this it's this kind of new format that you know I wrote a lot of ten to fifteen to twenty minute in rings. I've written a lot of ninety second promos, and in this format, it is it is truly collaborative because sometimes I will take thirty seconds from the first four minutes of the interview and 90 seconds from the back 10. And it seems like it's all seamless from the thing as it makes a point. So um, for me, it's this real kind of art form. And it's one that I almost pull my hair out. I, I know I saw you in um, Chicago before all in. And the only time I would come down to uh, radio row is when I was so frustrated with editing and trying to find the story <laughs> that I needed to break to walk away from it. And, you know, I think it's, it's a completely different thing because I love all the documentaries that are done in wrestling, but what I found is a lot of them don't matter to the overall narrative where they're always told in the back end. So for us to be able to create a documentary feel that matters, you know, people watch uh, 10 pounds of gold and we're up to, I think 53rd or 54th episode, you know, the, the average watch time on that is about 60 to 70% of each episode gets watched from when someone hits play, which is amazing. We have a, our average view time on YouTube is around five to seven minutes. Uh, depending on on the week and the length of video, but if, think about that for an online video that people are willing to invest five to seven minutes on a on a YouTube video, on average. Yeah, yeah. I, Dave Logano with Jonathan Hood on ESPN One Thousand and the ESPN app. Um, 
Very happy to see Chicago's own Colt Cabana win the National Heavyweight Championship. Um, and we, we talk about how wrestling fans or wrestlers want to be able to see, uh, see something different. And with Colt Cabana, there was a different gear with Colt Cabana. The, the story that Jim told was, hey, you know, I, in all honesty, on my podcast, I've been ripping Colt Cabana because I want him to be more serious. There was no Jimmy Valiant. There was no um, Rufus R. Jones in his demeanor. Colt was straight ahead trying to focus on winning a championship. I, I enjoyed it because uh, it, it, I think for some fans, it kind of threw them off. That they were looking for the, the silliness, and it wasn't there. It was just a guy that just was trying to win a championship, and he did. I enjoyed that story. Well, I think what, what you know, Cabana is, a, I've, known, I've known Colt. I almost said his real name. Uh, I've known Colt for... Uh, 11 years and mm-hmm. you know i was at wwe when he got signed and and i was at ring of honor when he came out and you know his journey to me is the most fascinating because you know for the for the indie revolution you know he led the way but he also didn't he didn't prosper from it you know what i mean like there were others who made a lot more money that including myself as far as you know everybody he, he created the the what is the modern podcast genre i know other people did every time i mention that i get people well no i had the first podcast there's a lot of people who had the idea there's a lot of people who had the idea for Uber first, too, by the way, and it didn't right. succeed. So, right. um, so we'll, just, we'll just go there. Um, but, like, he's got this chip on his shoulder, and this is very serious for him because, you know, and, and it's interesting. Ricky Morton said basically the same thing. There are a lot of promotions that people work for that kind of just are happy to have the guys there. But you saw in the effort of uh, Colt Cabana and Ricky and Robert and everybody, even a lot of the Ring of Honor talent, had a different kick in their step on this show. And maybe it was the nostalgia of, of the Crockett Cup, but it was just really a, a different thing. And, and Cabana, man, that light went on. And that was – him and Willie had a physical – they didn't have a lot of time. You know what I mean? And I think that was sort of a funny thing to, to see people's feedback. Well, certain things didn't have enough time. Well, time is, is a relative stand. Time means – like, that show is three hours and 34 minutes, which yeah. ostensibly you could say was long, but nobody ever complained at the length of the show, which is something we're really proud of because once, once I put my foot on the guest pedal, I never let up. Ever. And I was I was driving some people crazy, like, I need more time. Like, no, we got to go. We have an audience. We're going to lose them, especially with seven tag matches. So Cabana and them were in a really unique spot because they were right before the finals, and they knew what Marty and Nick were going to do. So they had to get, to get get together a match that was really going to be entertaining in a sort of succinct amount of time. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that match. And by the way, and for those, and again, you've got to see the Crockett Cup. It's on the Fight app. It's still available for you. I saw it uh, live on Saturday, but if you download the Fight app, you'll be able to go to the NWA section and hit um, the Crockett Cup, and right there, you'll be able to watch it. Um, <laughs> Dave, I mean, Ricky Morton still has it. I mean, are you serious? Like, you know, like busted open, draped over the second rope, reaches his hand out, and you hear chants of rock and roll. Like there's some people in there that didn't get it, which I understand. It's a different for some. It's different. They haven't seen that, but you could hear the rock and roll chants like it's '85. That is amazing well, I, for his, his, someone his age. And uh, come on, that's, that's the that's the amazing part of um, of what we're creating here because that's not the promotion. You know what I mean? Ricky and Robert will not be wrestling 52 weeks a year on whatever television platform will be on. But the, and I said to him, I said, Ricky, if you guys can do that four times a year and then show up and do promos another four times a year, those guys still have a place. Nikita Koloff, who is, I don't, yes. th- I mean, you tell me, I don't think he's done anything really in wrestling. I mean, I saw a whole interview with Nikita that I've never released, but like this, like he walked away from the wrestling business at 35 and never looked back. And he still went out there and, 
and delivered this amazing uh, this amazing performance as no even even tongue in cheek when they the priest asked him where'd your accent go you know what I mean like it was it was so good and it was yeah. so entertaining and you know the, you know the, the construction of him and Magnum uh, like it's one of my favorite moments growing up you know and an awful horrible tragedy for Magnum and Nikita to be sort of reunited um, at the Crockett Cup. You know what I mean? Like, that was something that really um, I always remembered. And to almost give a tip of the hat to that moment and reunite them for the first time in over 30 years in the NWA, you know, it, it was really something special. And then to have the Midnight Express, and, and that interview was only two minutes, and for some people that was their favorite moment. And I think what we're trying to do is is reach out to those last wrestling fans. And by the way, these are people that stopped watching potentially in 1988. Some of them stopped watching in 1992. Some, you know what I mean? Like our product crosses generations. And there, there are pictures of kids at this show that I, I told Marty and Nick, there's, a, there's, there's a couple pictures of a couple kids. I said, when I was a kid, it was Flair and Dusty or Flair and Steamboat. But now you're their Flair and Steamboat. You're their Flair and Dusty. And like, if that doesn't give you chills, to know that a five, seven, or eight-year-old, because I, I feel like rivalries are missing in wrestling now, and I think it's, I think, I, I mean, and and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if people go, oh man, Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman was my jam twenty years from now. I, <laughs> I hope they do. So. No, because, but but here's the thing: it's weird. Somebody brought up something that I booked in 2003 in WWE, and they loved like it was like their jam, and and so. I take that, and Billy takes that, and everybody who does the NWA takes that with a large responsibility. And that match will stand the test of time with Marty and Nick. And for that kid who's wearing a villain mask at eight years old, or the father brought his four-year-old to the show, like, this is just, it's unreal. Like, and, and as somebody that discovered this brand at eight, nine, ten years old, my grandfather, it's just, that's what our brand is. And anybody that tries to tell me differently and, and, like, listen, I love the Young Bucks. They have a completely different brand than us, and that's okay. Why there are thousands of different beverage choices in, in, the, in the convenience store. Nobody is right. It's all about creating a product an audience wants and wants to go out of their way to support. By the way, Dave, um, it, and I would be one of those guys that says that the Midnight Express, because that was my favorite tag team growing up, um, with them only being out there for two minutes, that that was what they enjoyed. Well, it just once again in our business, it just goes to show you that less is more. I think it the reason why it it probably resonated with some people is because Bobby spoke for the first time since '88. He actually, like, actually spoke on my like. When's the last time he saw him cut a promo of any kind? I think he hasn't spoken since '88, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's you know, and again, I have to, and this is where people's endorsements and it goes back to trust. And you know, I've been doing this 18 years. And to, to be able to get the trust of the people that I grew up watching and, and, and idolizing is a hard word because like these, these are the people that like there, there wasn't social media. There wasn't like things that you had a very sort of limited window of people that you could idolize. And in the eighties, the biggest stars in a lot of these towns were, were these, these wrestling stars of the NWA. Cause back in, back in those days and even now, it's kind of different now with social media where you'll see an influence. You'll see somebody go, Oh, that person has 9 million followers. And you're like, wait, what? But like in, in, in those towns in North Carolina, the rock and roll and the midnights were gods. Flair and Dusty were gods. Nikita Koloff and Magnum TA. These people had such a deep connection because they were their local heroes. And uh, Harrison Ford never went to Shelbyville, North Carolina or Kentucky. 
but but these guys sure did and and that long range impact is something that we're hoping to bring back dave what is uh, the next project for the nwa we're uh, continuing forward uh, you, you know you'll still see nwa stars involved in ring of honor we just announced uh, in chicago that it'll be a colt cabana defending the national title against uh, james storm i don't know if he's a cowboy or not he seems to be very dark um, and I will give you, I don't know when this is going to go up, I'm going to announce it later, uh, Allison Kay will be defending the Women's Championship on the Chicago Ring of Honor show for the first time against uh, Marty Bell, who we worked with in TNA and has gone on to be this really big uh, Hispanic star. She was on a whatever, the, the version of Survivor, I think on Telemundo. And, you know, she'll be wrestling for the women's title. And we're going to continue forward with our, our Ring of Honor relationship for the time being as, as we expand you know, Billy said on Busted Open, we'll be doing a serialized uh, television show in some form or fashion. You know, it's different than 10 pounds, more traditional, but also in our style. Uh, that'll be coming in the very early uh, September, fall time. And more more sort of pop-up like events. You know, we were discussing today another, another pop-up event in a major city. More on, the, more on the scale of the pop-up event we did in Clarksville, but still an NWA-branded event. And... We're going to the, the, events like Crockett Cup and the Indie Boy 70. Our goal is to do four to six of those a year with another four pop up events and serialized seasonal television. And we think that the market will take that as a, as a, a good thing. So we're very happy with where we sit on so much. Dave, as always, I appreciate your time, and I really enjoyed the event uh, as a fan, and I continue to spread the, the good news of the NWA. And don't forget that the, the streamers are undefeated, brother. Just remember. When James Storm was in the ring, the streamer, the streamers are undefeated. The streamers won against James Storm in that promo. Just remember that. Yeah, I mean, it's the. That's why I sent a tweet. I think how's the stream? Because that's you know my my good friend Gabe Sapolsky always used to ask that on his, uh, on his on his shows. Uh, you know, how's the streamers? So no, I really appreciate it. And obviously, John, <laughs> you know, you and I have been doing interviews all the way back to 2010, 2011. I appreciate your support, not only of Ring of Honor, but me and Billy and. You know, Billy and I will be in Chicago for the Ring of Honor show with our talent being on. So uh, it's, it's, it's really good, and we're very happy. Thank you so much, as always. Great to talk to Dave Lagana, friend of the program for the National Wrestling Alliance. Great to hear his voice and to talk about what's going on with the NWA. If you're a wrestling fan and you're just into the WWE, that's great. But there's vanilla, there's chocolate, there's Rocky Road, there's cookies and cream. There's always different flavors. Everything doesn't have to be the same, and the NWA is proving that they're a different flavor, and they provide a lot of entertainment, a lot of storytelling, which really is the essence of professional wrestling, so it's good to hear from Dave to talk about that on our program. The executive producer of the Under the Hood podcast is Eric Ostrowski. As always, we appreciate you listening. Don't forget to support our sponsor, ID Plus Marketing Solutions, 219-677-5800. Or call Fred right there, 219-677-5800, or the website, idplus.biz. It's idplus.biz. I'll talk to you next time with another great guest, another great conversation on the Under the Hood podcast.